Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I am your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grand Masters and Master Shorecaster Dragon Rider. And, of course, we have Smarms. Um, Hello. Yay! Hello. <laughs> it has been a few weeks, but we're all back together, and that feels good. Yes, it does. Thank you both so much for uh, for giving me, you know, I I probably could have recorded last week, but when I reached out, you both were like, no, like, <laughs> just start like your time off, relax, like, recover, because like the week before, uh, the weekend before, I was sick. I have since found out that the anxiety medicine that I started up again is what was making me sick. So that was wonderful. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You know, that just adds to it. Uh, but enjoyed some time off. Um, starting to feel better. Unfortunately, was, you know, able to see the, the kind of sad news that was reported mm -hmm. while I was up last week. We'll yeah. talk about that for a minute. But uh, very glad to be, be back and chatting with all of you. Yeah. I think we're glad that, you know, you do so much that you definitely deserved a little bit of a break that you mm -hmm. took. So. I agree. It's nice to have you back. Thank 100%. You. I, I did listen, at least. I did very much enjoy the uh, the discussion about Griffins doing uh, touch and goes. That, <laughs> that just had me rolling. I was like, this is amazing. I uh, I posted in our in our um, Doctor 3 Discord, if anybody saw it, but for those who might not have, uh, yeah, that discussion last week. I actually did work at an airport for uh, quite a while uh, in the past, and... We're, we're kind of close to, like, an Air Force base and that stuff. So we would see, like, sometimes the Air Force, like, jet fighters or, um, like, we we saw a lot of, like, the, uh, I cannot think of the name of them now, but, like, basically, like, the Black Hawk, like, helicopters and stuff come mm -hmm. in. and yeah. But they would do the touch and goes sometimes or, you know, finally end up just actually landing and being nearby. But we, we saw them do touch and goes a lot. So then I was like, imagining that, but like with a Griffin and I have played wows, like the flight thinking about flight points and it being just a touch and go, like, I don't, I just, I was like, it is hilarious. You know, something that's only ever used as a training exercise in, yeah. you know, I just thought we'd and add it to the fantasy setting. Why not? I love it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this makes sense. And then Smarms goes into touch and goes, and I was like, okay, I can see it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, we were having, we definitely had a very good time with that last week. So, um, so so let's move on. I did not. So I am not the one who usually posts the poll question, and it sort of fell to me to do that, and. It may or may not have slipped my mind, <laughs> so I'm sorry there was no poll question like posted last week. So I apologize. I will. I will uh, uh, take more responsibility next time. Dragon Rider's out because she's the one who's usually posting the poll question, and before that, it was Mage. So like, I'm not used to. I'm used to editing and putting out the episode. Like, and then like like walking away and that's not what should have happened last week so 
And I tried That's to convince okay. Kat that we should just make up data about, you know, the poll question. Just just asinine, like, astronomical amounts of, like, and 50,000 people voted in this poll. <laughs> but, you know, uh, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I just decided it'd be better if I fessed up to <laughs> forgetting to upload the, uh, the poll question, so... And, yep, okay, so let's move on to the news. Um, just short, uh, as Dawn alluded to the HS Esports news, oh, it's so sad, like, it is a severe, it's basically, we're getting, like, pretty much the same amount of uh, tournaments that we were getting when Grandmasters was in full swing, Without Grandmasters. So there's like two tournaments a quarter. Like there's a Masters Tour, one Masters Tour, and then the Seasonal Championship, right? Am I remembering that? No? I mean, well, there was, but it's less than that now. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's literally only for Standard. It's literally only three Masters Tours and the World Championship. And then there's going to be three Lobby Legends tournaments. That okay. is it. And I... no qualifying through like online qualifier tournaments. Literally the only way to qualify is through ladder. Yeah. Ugh. And, and a what... much smaller prize pool. Like literally only mm-hmm. the eight people who qualify for the world championship will get money for standard. Not even prize pools for the three masters tours. <sighs> I, I'm very sad. Yeah. So what was the grand masters versus masters? Like, here's my like lack of knowing about competitive Hearthstone from so back gra- in the good old days. But well, Grandmaster started back in 2019, and that was a system where uh, there were 16 players from each region, and they would compete through a seven week tournament, and then. Um, at the end, there would be, uh, you know, a tournament to have the top uh, ranking one go to Worlds. Like, the, you know, whoever won that, the playoffs went to Worlds. And then that happened twice a year. And then, like, the bottom two players would get relegated from Grandmasters. So um, that went on for two years. You know, it went... 2019, 2020, 2021, and then last year, they're like, okay, well, we're getting rid of Grandmasters in favor of more Masters Tours, and, like, that's going to be our way to Worlds, and, like, um, so they had one last, like, farewell season to Master, and, and it went from seven weeks to four weeks, and it was just, um, it, <sighs> It was an enjoyable format, but the players were getting burnt out is basically the the main complaint. They were playing too much Hearthstone, competitive Hearthstone. They had to prepare every week. Sometimes formats would shift. Um, Like they even had like the first year they even had a, a, a specialist format, which no one liked, which was like you bring you bring one you bring one deck 
And then you get three versions of it with five cards of difference. So, like, yeah, everyone was like, no one liked that because it was just like, well, if you if your deck is countered by one of these options, then it's probably going to be countered by all of these options, which very much was the case. So, um, it just... I don't know. It was it was nice to have that much competitive Hearthstone in between, you know, like Masters Tour, but like and then they're like, okay, we're we're just gonna favor more of a Masters Tour system. And that was last year, where they're like, we're gonna favor the Masters Tour system. So there was like a Masters Tour like it felt like once a month, like once every like four to six weeks. And now they're just like, Yep, here's three of them. Good luck. It's like once an expansion. And I guess, like, the thing that, you know, somebody who's not as familiar with the competitive scene that was kind of confusing to me is not only having it be, like, those intensely high positions on ladder. And if you're trying to get more people back into it, it seems to me that you would want, like, some of the big personalities around Hearthstone being able to qualify for this. And that just doesn't seem, like, at all possible with um like what you need to accomplish as far as like qualifying because i imagine those people like have to play hearthstone nonstop, like 24 7 is essentially what it seems like and that's just not feasible with anybody who has like who has like built a following and Mm -hmm. um you've seen a lot of the players who were you know competitive at one point in time like either switch to different games or like be like yeah i'm just a streamer now like i don't want to do competitive stuff anymore i'll make my my living streaming so it's this gets too intense yeah yeah and like yeah it takes a lot of time and effort to maintain a rank one you know ranking so like it's literally cannot even fathom considering like i feel like i spend all my time on this game and still haven't hit legends so let alone like trying to be that far up impossible it is it is a difficult thought so yeah yeah i'm uh i'm just i'm so sad like (laughs) i was so excited for it and i was holding for like a month we were waiting and I was you know, talking about it on like this podcast on the TCCG Roundtable podcast. It's like, okay, like stuff's coming. I'm excited to see. And then they drop this and I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm just like, I, I've, it's been almost a week, right? I think they announced that on like Thursday. Was it Thursday last week? Yeah, that sounds about right. And now it's Tuesday and I still don't think I have fully processed it. And it's weird. Like it's, I'm, I'm in a weird place with it because I wasn't even like at that level of competition, but I think for me, it just, it feels basically like it's telling anyone who is not already at that essentially top 50 legend. Like I, I, yeah, you can get a point if you're between 51 legend and 100 legend mm-hmm. at the end of a season. But like, okay, like one, I, that's, that's, that's a whole nother thing. But 
basically if you're in like top 50 legends for th- you know over th- the course of three different months you'll, you'll maybe qualify for the master's tour thing but it's like to me it feels basically like the system is shutting everyone else out like if you aren't mm-hmm. already at that top 50 legend you have no chance and I think that's what's most devastating to me is that it's it's almost like a well if you're not at that point leave the game like it, it is a way mm-hmm. like it feels drastic and, and I know I have seen some players who are like well I'm I'm not playing anymore but if you were playing to be competitive or you had that hope I'm gonna be putting out I already have like you know, three pages of like scripted stuff that I'm going to be working on. I'm going to be putting out some videos talking about this and then kind of the, the result of this um, kind of the role that now third party tournaments are going to have in Hearthstone's competitive system or lack of third party tournaments. Um, But it's, it's tough because, you know, looking at this, it's like, there's now kind of this juggle for a lot of players of if you had that hope. And I think that's really what a lot of it boils down to for, for kind of the average or, or semi pro player is that hope, right? That hope of competing, mm-hmm. that hope of qualifying for a tournament, the hope of getting money, the hope of playing against like, um, like Sparms was saying, kind of like the hope of even playing against their, their idols, their role models in the game, you know, that hope of playing against some of the like most popular um, players or the best players. And I, I think that is pretty much gone for a lot of players now. Uh, and, mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really what is hitting me so hard is that like I've been so hopeful for so long, you know, that this was going to be something that like players could could look forward to or compete in or do. And if there's players who, who kind of had that hope and that was kind of what was kind of keeping them playing or, or motivating them to keep trying even through like metas they don't like or things like that. Well, if that's gone... I, I really don't know why people are going to continue playing the game if that was their mindset. Now there's going to be people playing the game, you know, because they love the game or they weren't competitive in the first place. They don't care about the competitive stuff, right? They just want to have fun or they enjoy playing the different stuff or they enjoy meme decks. They maybe they want to hit legend. They enjoy the other modes and that's completely fine. Um, but it, it in a way has felt like the game itself and the esports scene have been going in completely opposite directions for the last mm-hmm. several years. Yeah. And I think that that's just kind of the point that we're at now. And it's, it's just a little, it's a little sad. It's a little heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, I still haven't decided where that leaves me because part of me says, I don't really want to play Hearthstone anymore, but also it's been such an, like a big part of my life for the last decade that, I don't think I can say that. Like, I don't think I can fully commit to just like straight up, like never touching mm-hmm. Hearthstone again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to change even the trajectory of like what I'm doing and it already kind of has in a way, but it's just definitely feels like the end of an era and it's, it's a little sad. Well, they still have, <laughs> there's still a chance that someone sees the response to this and fixes it but i don't know 
how much of that is in like anyone other than corporate's hands you know what i mean like i don't know if this has anything to do with like a bar or anything like that this could just all be pretty much coming down from activision blizzard you know the higher ups who have nothing to do with the game you know like it does seem like an edict from on high yeah uh, oh yeah yeah pushed you know the the people working on all this stuff probably pushed to get as much as there was um oh probably yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like hard because you know seeing how much you know you dragon rider you love that competitive scene about something and so if like that shifts away from the game you know how much of your base audience is there because they like that competitive side and they want to see that versus you know um other things so that's tough it is real tough like i still think there's going to be a following for the game just because it's still a very solid game and like it's still enjoyable for the most part but i don't know it just makes me it it makes me nervous too because i'm like uh what does this what does it say about the state of the game and it feels like kind of tone deaf too but well i i think and i'm definitely going to be covering this pretty in depth in my uh video as well um these are definitely going to be videos that like i'm putting a lot of work into um i'll be finding a lot of like you know video footage infographics like from the past events and all that kind of stuff as well but um for me it it very much feels like i think even the last couple of years but uh, especially more recently and i think i think this announcement kind of separates it there is a very clear distinction between the game itself and just its general player base versus the esports and the highly competitive players like there is a very clear divide and i i feel like those those groups those audiences and the goals of like those within blizzard right like the team because it's they're two different teams right it's Mm -hmm. not the same people who like design the cards that also do the esports stuff it's completely different teams and it 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 very much feels to me like they've kind of been moving in complete opposite directions you know a lot of like the competitive players have been really looking for less rng you know really defined uh decks looking for like strict like they want the consistent players to be rewarded um but on the flip side you know for the game itself most players don't care about that they want to have the fun they want the rng you know they want the craziness they want the you know just i'm gonna throw some cards out and like see what happens um because you know that is one thing that hearthstone has in terms of appeal for like the average player right you think about this too in terms of how hearthstone started like honestly mm-hmm. hearthstone kind of really did start the uh the audience of online card games magic yeah. magic online actually was around before hearthstone yep but it was catering to a very specific audience who already played magic hearthstone made card games and specifically digital card games accessible to a wide and broad audience and that drew in a lot of audience who had never played card games before who had you know nothing like that and still to this day a wide audience who 
doesn't care about playing the game like competitively and at a high level. So it feels like the game itself, I think, has worked towards, you know, being as appealing to as many people as possible, whereas the competitive scene has worked towards being appealing to that that high caliber like audience. And they're kind of at that juxtaposition where it's like they're not really in the same categories. Mm-hmm. So it's I do think that the game overall is still in a fantastic place. It's still going to get a lot of viewership on Twitch. There's still going to be, you know, a good audience that plays it. Um, but I think the the audience that is going to be watching on Twitch and watching streamers and just having fun with the game is not the same audience for the esports. Yeah, but I feel like it just. What throws me off is I feel like the audience who is going to um, spend the most money and like your like the stuff you're putting out and like the most financial your gains, you're going to get it from those people who want to be in the esports. Like those are the the whales most of the time in your game, and you're like kind of shutting the door on them and like. I... <laughs> It, I've never quite gotten how Blizzard treats Hearthstone, considering how much it does for them financially. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's just, it's, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to, you know, really badmouth anyone, but it just feels like corporately, it doesn't seem to realize, it doesn't feel like they recognize what, you know, they have and like the money it brings in and if we're just talking about strictly profit hearthstone is profitable and the people who are probably going to spend the most are probably the people who are going to go to those tournaments because they're going to buy all they're going to pre-order stuff and they're going to stream and get people into the game like that just seems you know it, it seems to all go together in my mind and i'm like uh, it doesn't feel like doing this makes the most sense in in my mind, but I, I think it's tough because yeah. the way that I see it is like I don't think that they're the same audience. There might be a little bit of overlap, okay. But especially since they added cosmetics, I think a lot of their sales. I mean, and there, God, I remember a couple of years ago there actually was some info published. Uh, where most of the sales for Hearthstone were actually through mobile, right? So mm-hmm. you have, like, your mobile audience. Um, but I think a lot of the players who play competitively aren't playing on mobile. Uh, so, you know, there there is that. But, you know, yeah, there's always going to be the, the whales, you know, players who are there to play competitively and spend a lot of money. But I think that they are making a ton of money, um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, that uh, Hearthstone makes them a lot of money. Again, I, I, I feel like it goes back to the that division of Hearthstone, the game, versus Hearthstone as an eSport. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sure that's something that a corporate, like, as a business is looking at, is when they're running these tournaments, how much money is the tournament itself actually bringing them like you know in terms of of people like is it actually making people go play the game or go spend money i feel like probably not or or limited 
And that's where I actually think it's a little bit more short-sighted than that, knowing, you know, just my involvement with corporate culture is they're only looking at the ROI of the tournament and not looking at, like, the long-term goodwill oh, probably. that people then have towards the game because of the big tournaments and stuff like that. Um, but that is purely conjecture. Obviously. Yeah, it's speculation. Yeah, we don't, we can't know for sure, right? But yeah, I think a lot of us have had some time in corporate America and you can make some relatively <laughs> good guesses with yes how <laughs> things yeah that's, that's, that's a good way yeah good nice way of putting it yeah, yeah. so that's where i'm yeah. like yeah this makes a lot of sense so in in, yeah. in that one regard so, so yeah dragon rider you were talking about earlier about how like the game for the casual player and like what they want from the game is very different than what a you know, the very competitive people want out of the game, you know, the consistency versus like the possibility of doing something really exciting. Have you ever seen a game in like, you know, card format that has really been able to merge those two together? I always feel like those are going to be at odds. Yeah. And that's the really tricky thing that I've noticed just across a ton of card games. And I, I would say, especially the last like couple months that I've really been digging into more and more card games um, is that, you know, it, it is really tough to strike that balance of mm -hmm. making something fun instead of it, you know, just becoming literal like chess, but in card games. And I mean, inherently, card games have at least a little bit of RNG, right? Because you shuffle your deck and then you have draw mechanics and stuff. Yeah, I, I see a cat cat's like, yep, yep. Like agreeing. Yeah. Like, and so there is that kind of argument, right? Where you need some like RNG aspects so that it doesn't just turn into chess. Like that's the appeal of card games, right? Is that there is that little bit of like difference and it, it's not just the exact same thing. Um, but again, what Hearthstone did and really like, kind of set in motion I, I feel like a an entirely new way of playing card games uh both in the digital format but also because of it being digital uh really created that atmosphere where they could put more rng aspects in right like in yeah. a physical card game you, you can't, can't just do it randomly yet. create some cards. there's right? there's like, no such there's no such thing as a discovery yeah, yeah there's yeah, no discovery exactly. There's no, like, there's about a million different effects that only exist in digital card games, and Hearthstone yeah. started that. Yeah, and, and I think even in, like, looking at some of the other digital card games, uh, some of the other digital card games, I think, tried to be more like physical card games in terms of, you know, keeping it to, like, very, very minimal or as minimal, like, RNG aspects and stuff as possible, and in terms of like the overall audience, they have not been very popular, right? They have not been very successful. They have an audience. Sure, every card game has some audience, but for it to be like widespread and in like kind of more mainstream, I think Hearthstone has hit that spot or, you know, mm -hmm. over the last decade has hit that spot more than any other card game. Um, because of that, the ease of accessibility, that like RNG fun things where, 
you know, you're not going to go into a game and just feel like you're getting steamrolled every time you're playing against somebody, right? You have the like, oh, I could play this card and like get this big minion and then I win and it's exciting, right? You have that that possibility and that draws people in. And I think um, and I think it got I think it conquered some of the and people who play magic will argue with me about this, but like I think it got rid of magic's worst mechanic, which is mana. Like, I do not like mana as a mechanic. Like, physical cards in your deck that are your resources. I don't like it. I've said that a million times. I've had uh, disagreements with people, and they're like, no, mana's a good thing. And I'm like, but in my mind, it isn't. And there's, there's something to be said about that. But, like, I feel like that is something that there's, like, a hurdle that made it more accessible to the average player building a deck knowing that your resources tick up once a turn is something you don't have to worry about and like analyze so like the consistency i remember like so i've not played that much magic the gathering but i do remember being so frustrated it's like what do you mean i can't do this thing like we're this far into the game i should be able to just do all the wild stuff now and apparently not Mm mm-hmm yeah. And that's another thing that I think that Hearthstone, you know, I think a lot of people also are looking at it like of right now or even in the last three years, right, since like COVID. But Hearthstone is almost like 10 years old. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's almost there, right? So it's been around for a while. And I think it really did create that that launch point of being able to play cards in a digital format then it went to mobile, which was, like, huge. That was, like, the first time you could ever, like, play card games, like, from your pocket, like, on the go, right? Like, and not with having your physical deck shoved in your pocket. Like, nah, it's a, you know, different different thing there. Yeah. Um, but also the, like you said, Kat, yeah, absolutely. The way that the mana system works, right, is, was kind of really new at mm-hmm. the time. At the time because, when Hearthstone launched. Because there were other games that did do other things with mana like instead of like like having mana cards there were other games like vs systems another game where you didn't have mana cards you used cards from your deck as resources like so that was a game i played and there weren't specific mana cards but you know you use cards from your deck like resources so like it's not it's not the first time someone tried to uh expand on the concept you know what i mean so uh it was definitely one of those things that how do i put this it's just it's definitely a concept that um it's interesting to see them move forward with so and that's and that's kind of one of the things in my mind that stuck out the most with hearthstone was like oh okay well that that makes things feel um a lot more fluid and like i've played magic recently i've played magic the gathering online and like some you know i've played primarily hearthstone and like some of the mechanics are interesting um i often find myself be like well like look at the text on a hearthstone card it's like one word (laughs) you know it's like very short but then you look at magic cards and there's 
basically a paragraph of text. Freaking encyclopedia, each yeah. one of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, like, yeah. that's that's something that, like, um, that makes it, like, that's why I've never watched Manish or Magic Streaming, like, Magic the Gathering Arena. Like, Arena translates better to a streaming service than, uh, you know, like, streaming than, um, uh, Magic the Gathering Online did, but at the same point in time, I feel like Hearthstone, you can kind of follow along if you're not entirely sure what's going on. There is no way you can follow along with Arena if you have no idea what's going on. If you're watching someone streaming, the cards do not come up quick enough or long enough for you to understand it. And if you don't understand what the chain is, then you're not going to understand the rules of the game. So like, yeah. And that's like all of this whole discussion that we're having, I think is the reason why I say like Hearthstone itself as a a game is still going to continue. I don't, there, there might be a bit of an audience drop off because of the competitive stuff, but I don't think it's going to be like, you know, all of a sudden it's dropped down and it's only got like, you know, three people streaming it. Like that's not going to happen. Right? <laughs> like Hearthstone's still going to be around. It's just, there's going to be a drop in the competitive audience. Um, but you know, and, and that's really why I think like there's, there's huge differences with the game itself and the competitive side where it is so accessible for just like an average person to play it, um, you know, to get into it, to watch it and see what it's about and there's multiple game modes now right that are that are easy to get into and uh appeal to different audiences whereas you know in other card games or even in in like the competitives yeah you have to put so much more into it um even in just like a typical like physical card game even to just play casually it it feels like you have to put so much money so much resource you have to travel to or you know have friends or people you know irl to play but Hearthstone kind of did solve a lot of that. Yeah, um, that was that was the thing that hooked me with Hearthstone was like literally I could be like, I would like to play a game of Hearthstone. And then 36 seconds later, I'm playing a game of Hearthstone. Like, it's not like I'd like to play a game of Magic. Is it Friday night? No. OK, well, then wait till Friday night and go up to your your game shop and play some Friday night Magic. Like. It's it's very much a thing where it's like this is not like the the benefits of the the card game is the uh, hearthstone was just that initial like connection to other players that made it also there's no real social interaction that you have to have to like you don't have to i don't know how much interaction either you have ever done at a game store or if you've ever gone to a tournament at a game store like yeah 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 you can watch people at the best of times <laughs> that is the nicest thing that i can say for yeah i time. there's the, the the quality there's ups and downs yeah there's ups and downs you can meet some really cool people and like when i say this my experience is from uh tabletop mini war games like war machine and warhammer 40k like i've gone to tournaments and played in tournaments for those games 
at like conventions and um uh different you know game shops and like the quality of person can be variable <laughs> just say it like that yeah. and it's just um how do i put this so like it can be very awkward to deal with people and like you can have someone who's like you play a game and you're just like even though it's like com- in a competitive setting like you're having fun you know and then you can have the guy who in a giant convention hall screams wog when he's playing orcs and declares his wog which is an old rule that dates me very much but like 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 you're like oh yes i'm declaring my wog this turn which gives you a benefit this guy would literally i remember this very clearly in this giant ass convention hall would scream it so you could hear it throughout the the and i'm like fuck is wrong with you like they they had to talk to him multiple times it's just like yeah no shit i can't make up like it's just like i don't understand like so it's like you don't have to deal with any of that you don't have to deal with like uh someone like you don't have to worry about cheating you don't have to worry about a lot of the human element like like I said, no there's weird messages. Yes, you friend somebody exactly. No pictures through Hearthstone chat, and those two things I will forever be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Exactly. So, like, yeah, there is a lot of good to say about that. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you know, this is I, we should probably move on. Yeah, I know. I we have a whole main topic in our That's news, right. but here we go. But I. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So I can talk about all this oh, like, yeah. for hours and hours, uh, which is why I even started me the go off podcast the... that covers everything about card games. Me <laughs> going off the rails? I, I, I could have never <laughs> imagined. Yeah. But like, I mean, ultimately, everything that we talked about, all these things that we listed is is kind of why I say, and I, I hope this kind of, I'm trying to bring it back around. I hope this kind of answered your questions, Marms. It's like, this is why I think that hearthstone as a game itself appeals to a wider audience and all of the changes that they've done trying to make it as like accessible as free to play at like kind of as possible right you can try to log in just earn some packs whatever all of that combined the ease of like access to play the ease of access to watch how easy it is to watch on twitch all of that um I think is reasons why Hearthstone itself will still continue to be successful as a game. Hearthstone esports, however, is separate. And I think it has been struggling. What they have done in the past was incredibly unsustainable, like in terms of the cost, <laughs> like having events like, you know, multiple, like, every other month in like exotic places around the world, and then paying, you know, minimum amounts of payments and all that stuff was like that was just not something that was sustainable um but for people who are saying oh hearthstone is dead now because of the esports stuff i think are saying that from a place of they were very invested specifically in hearthstone esports and so if there's not really a hearthstone esports for them to compete in the game is pretty much dead to them 
But as a game itself, I think it still will be very successful. It's still going to get good viewership overall on Twitch and all of that. But the highly competitive people who felt like they wanted that hope, they wanted that chance at, you know, winning money or at, you know, living a, a living a life of going to tournaments and competing and all that stuff and being on the big screen, they will go look for that experience somewhere else in other card games or in other games. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. So someone want to talk about our main subject today? Since we do have a main topic. Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, today, which we're recording this on a Tuesday, um, Hearthstone did a little teaser picture for what um, buffs and nerfs are going to be coming on Thursday, in which they had um, like a little uh, red circle around it if it's going to get nerfed and a little green. This is saying arrow. I thought it was a circle. Who knows? Um, there was uh, circles around each one, but up on like at the top of the image, above okay. the columns, they had a red or green arrow. You you mean I'm supposed to look at the whole picture? Like, what is this? Nah. Um, so, um, you know, it was it was a little bit of a struggle for me initially, who never remembers what card is which. But luckily, there's people out there who are uh, much better prepared than I am. So. Um, we can go through some of the buffs. Um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on any of these, but like I see that they're going to do like some of the biggest buffs or number of buffs are coming to um, Death Knight, which I think is kind of exciting. Well, I guess yeah, it, it's middling, but still they're buffing Death Knight. Um, mostly the unholy, two unholies and one other one um uh yeah uh one blood <laughs> um but i think that's nice i it takes me back to and i know this is like earlier what you were talking about is like wanting it to be competitive and therefore consistent is like i wanted the unhinged overly powerful um death knight that's what i was always looking for um and so like i'm hoping that we're starting to get some of those pieces into play so even though it's always going to be more balanced than what i was initially looking for it's nice to see that um you know not just frost could be playable that these other two might be viable contenders as well that would be nice that definitely would be nice to see something other than Anytime you have a viable the more than one archetype, I think is a good thing for the game. Um, yeah, so I'll just go through those ones that they're buffing for Death Knight real quick, which is um, a three mana Unholy Frenzy. It's one um, Unholy Red. Why did I just suddenly lose the the name for the green one? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh um, so choose an enemy minion, your minions attack it. Oh no. Yeah, that is a buff. Um, uh, I don't, your I don't, attack it, resummon any that die. I was like, is that going to be in, like, at first I thought that was in the nerf category. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I thought it was super powerful. I am 
now kind of confused. Like, do we think that's just going to cost less? Like, how are they going to uh, buff that, do we think? I assume, yeah, yeah, cost. Yeah, I assume they're going to make it cost less. It, it's kind of difficult, unless they, like, remove the unholy rune from it. But I, I don't see that happening. Like, I, with the runes, it's also kind of weird, because we haven't really seen uh, a ton of evidence of like how they're going to approach the nerfs and buffs and changes for these death Knight cards yet so like maybe in the future there's going to be cards that have like two runes that maybe they bump it up to three if they nerf it or you know maybe it was two runes and then they move it to one but yeah probably especially something like this probably just change the mana it, I, it's so hard to change the effect on this like i don't know how else they do it um okay it's like resummon any minions that died twice that'd be way too powerful then um but all right so our next one is uh battlefield necromancer at the end of your turn raise a corpse with one two risen footman with taunt that's a two mana um two unholy do we think they're just gonna raise two of those or do you think they're going to buff the stats on the um risen footman uh i don't know i mean this is all just conjecture at this yeah. point i'm interested to see what you guys um I, this is weird um because like i don't think they would drop the crossed of that that would be way too good at one mana um but also maybe just making it a 2-2 two -two as opposed to a 1-2. So that might be what they do. Yeah, the other thought I had is like maybe making the first body a 3-3. Three -three. So you could just play it at like, mm -hmm. if you don't have a corpse, you get a 3-3 three -three body. But also, I don't know, like <laughs> a 2-mana 3-3 three -three on its own with it's a potential good. upside also seems yeah. really good. So yeah, maybe it'll just be like making it a 2-2 two -two taunt. Okay. Um, and then our next one is an eight mana, one blood rune, uh, bone guard commander, taunt, battle cry, raise up to six corpses as uh, one, two risen footmen with taunt. Okay, this must mean that they're doing something to the risen footmen on why. Yeah, right? that, they're probably going to become two twos, right? I would imagine. Or maybe one threes but they're gonna do something with the stats of the the risen footman i guess okay i i think that's probably gonna be the same as the other one like yeah. they'll just make it consistent right yeah so, that's that's what yeah, we're either saying two twos or one threes yeah. yeah so if they do that with the other one they probably do that with this one it'd be kind of weird to change the stats of the footman like on the other one and then like reduce the cost of this card yeah <laughs> so I, like they'll, they'll probably keep it consistent mm -hmm. with that so yeah i com i completely agree with with what you're both saying okay so one of y'all wanna okay uh so then we have the uh for demon hunter we have the vengeful walloper it is a seven mana five five with rush Cost one less for each outcast card you've played this game. Uh, I mean, that's just going to be a cost thing. They'll probably make it cost five. And even then, it's probably still not going to be that good. 
<laughs> that was my thinking too. They're probably gonna make it cheaper by two mana, and still no one will play it. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. It's just such a specific thing. Like, it's such a specific thing that, like, it's like, but if you're playing, you know, Outcast or Out or, yeah, Outcast Demon Hunter, then this card's great. I'm like, who's playing Outcast Demon Hunter? I'd like to have a word with them. <laughs> that That's not even what's going with Demon Hunter right now, right? It's still very much um the spell demon hunter where you don't want any minions in your mm -hmm. deck right so yeah uh that that guy would be an active disadvantage even at the low low cost yes so i imagine that's what they'll do to it so yeah uh dragon rider you want to take druid yeah, so one druid card getting a buff here. The card Wither. It's a two-mana nature spell. Choose a minion. Each uh, friendly undead steals one attack and health from it. I I mean, it could steal two attack and health from it, I guess. Or it could just be cheaper. <laughs> I guess they make it one, but... I don't think they would go as far as saying like each friendly minion steals from it mm -hmm. because I, I think agree. that would be incredibly good. <laughs> so they'll probably keep it with undead. But what what do you what do you two think? I mean, I think it's going to be a cost thing. But like this card is, I have I've had this card randomly generated before, and it doesn't do anything unless like the scenario has to be so specific in druid that like i mean this would be great if it was a death knight card <laughs> i was gonna say i a hardly see druid being played anymore and b like hardly ever see druid where like undead are a central part of them so it's hard to imagine that this whatever they do to it will make it usable unless they just go way overpowered to where it's gonna need a buff i mean a nerf next time but yeah, well, I guess just cost. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on to Mage, we've starting out with Vast Wisdom, a three mana spell. Discover two spells that cost three or less. Swap their costs. Um, I just, it's so minimal. Like, I guess I'm also just not seeing the upside of making this super powerful. Like, unless they just, um, you know, maybe if you had up to like five um, cost ones, and then if you pick like a five cost one and like a one cost one, that switch would be like an actual difference. But I feel like by the time you're playing this and, um, Get it? You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken, and it'll be a big deal. But I feel like it's much more playable if it costs two mana. Like getting, like that two mana slot feels a lot more flexible. Three, like it's great when Runes of the Archmage casts it. <laughs> That's the only time I've seen it happen. Or like yeah. it's gotten pulled off of a very bad uh, uh, runic orb. But, um, so it's one of those things where it's like, I could see this card having potential in its text for one less, 
even then it's like it's still two spell generated in your your deck so it's not the worst thing in the world but like three mana is a lot to ask for potentially three mana worth of you know random spells yeah i was gonna say potentially terrible things Mm -hmm. um yeah i would love to see this be five or four like smart said five like that would be cool even Mm -hmm. if they keep the cost like i really like the flavor of this card Mm -hmm. and i i remember when we did our set review that i was like this has potential right like this could be good but it it has kind of felt like it flopped i think ultimately they probably will just make it cost two mana which to me just feels like the the boring change but you know that's whatever we'll see if it gets played a ton after (laughs) right yes (laughs) So our next one uh, for Mage is Energy Shaper. It's a four mana. Uh, Minion Battlecry transform all spells in your hand into ones that cost two more. They keep their original cost. I feel like we're, you know, at this point in time where you need the tidy deck, this is like a little bit chaotic. On the other hand, that is exactly how I like to uh, play stuff. So my hope, they go bonkers with this card make it where it has to be an every mage deck because like it i don't know ones that cost like four more can you imagine how hilarious that would be um but that's my personal quest for it and that's unlikely to happen <laughs> so, so i feel i feel like this card will see some play if they change the change the text slightly to read this is mini mordresh and does five damage for if you ping for 10 damage with your hero power other than that i don't understand what no this card is terrible this card is like like you said there it's it's the memes chaos yes yes chaos it needs to be like they need to transform into much more expensive spells that's fair like that is something yeah I'm okay with that, but like it's still not good. Like, like <laughs> the reason why Deck of Lunacy was good was because there was Runes of the Archmage. There was um, all those cards before that were focused on no minion mage, and that's no longer a thing. And this doesn't do your entire deck. This just does your hand. So, like, at a certain point, it's like, uh, this is just not nearly anywhere as good yeah that was my thinking too is that deck of lunacy changed all the spells in your whole deck so then like you had the draw you had like a lot more you know longevity with the use of it but this is just in your hand so you have to get this and you have to get the actual spells that didn't start there to cut you know and it's like what i don't know it's just the card overall just feels like it needs too many things. It's like great um, after you play an empty hand and you, you have this card in your hand in the sun well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you need to draw these spells and this. And I don't know. I, I guess with the other one, the fact that we know that Vast Wisdom is also going to change, I would imagine it's something simple like Vast Wisdom is going to go down to two mana. And then this Energy Shaper is probably going to go down to three mana. So then you have like an even earlier curve to try to make this all happen. Is it going to push the archetype? Probably not. 
Okay. Uh, so then we have Paladin with Time Warden, um, which is a four mana three five dragon battle cry until the end of your next turn. Dragons you summon gain taunt in Divine Shield. I would love this card if they had Rush. If it if what they changed to it was they get Divine Shield taunt and Rush, like that would make this card incredible. Like that would be a buff that would like make it that would make Dragon Paladin I feel like a much more viable deck too. Like I've seen more and more Dragon Paladin and that would just make that deck nasty. So what do you mean this for three mana and I'm happy? Like Okay. That this'll this'll be one of the few times where I'm actually okay with just a mana drop. If they do that I can see it probably becoming a three mana three four though. They'll probably also decrease the health. Um, but uh, like, I tried some Dragon Paladin very early on in the expansion, and it still felt pretty decent. But this card specifically did feel like kind of a hang up when I wanted to try to do it. And if this were at three, you could play it on three. Then on like on turn four, you could play a couple of two costs, or you could play another four. Um, uh, this was kind of competing against, uh, now I can't remember what the other, the isn't it four cost, the other rush one? It gets the mm-hmm. little buff if you're holding a dragon. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. remember which one that is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name of it now. But this felt like it really competed against that. And if this were three, that would be amazing, I think. Or you could even play it. You know, on turn five, you could play this, then like a two drop, and then still on turn six, get to do something. Um, But getting those like mid-game turns to be a little bit more value at the Taunt and Divine Shield, I think would would actually incredibly help the deck. Interesting. Um, I, of course, was going to go for the unhinged thing of Battlecry. It's just it gives your dragon... (laughs) Uh, not until next turn. Just, just, just gifts it to them. Um, divine okay. shield and like, that'd be like insane. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. No, nope. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Uh, but I have you know, no bias at all. Just like sprinkle in a little bit of the the chaos. I of course know that's not gonna happen, but it would be funny. Um. All right. Moving on to our um priest guys. We're starting off with um, Haunting Nightmare, which is a three mana death rattle. Haunt a card in your hand. When you play it, summon a 3-3 soldier. Uh, honestly, I thought this card was kind of good, but I don't play a lot of priests, so who am I to say? I thought it was kind of like a fun death rattle, but I do wonder, well, like, do we think they're just gonna change like the stats to four fours i don't know i uh i don't know Uh, oh i think cat you're muted sorry yes i think i i don't know it just feels too slow i'm sorry i was muted (laughs) i was Um, like i looked over and i'm like i see her lips moving but i don't hear anything (laughs) that's true yeah, I, that's where I feel. I'm like, I just don't see it being uh, particularly, I don't know. I've I've played with it, and it just, the effect does not, 
feel good and like it just yeah. it just takes too long to like really hit you know get get off the ground it feels like so it can uh. haunt two that, that would be fun that would that would be yeah i i still think it would have the same effect i don't think that's the route they're gonna go i i really suspect they're probably just gonna change the stats of the first body not even the three three soldier that you summon i suspect they'll make this body itself either a four three or a four four just to have it be like more impactful when you play it and then kind of like the meh like <laughs> death rattle I'm still sorry, but their buffs are basic and they need to get with it and come do exciting stuff <laughs> i get agree 100% <laughs> i don't think that's what they will Not do that's what we hope <laughs> um all right so our next one is um bone collar four mana taunt death rattle resurrect a friendly undead that uh, died this game. Do we I, think they're just going to do something basic with stats because apparently they're not a fan of changing the text and making it go real bonkers? I'm surprised that they're buffing this. This card felt good as is. Like, I'm I'm not going to look a gift buff in the mouth, but damn, like it does <laughs> a not. <gift> buff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that. <laughs> I just it. it it just didn't feel to me like it needed it. So, like, I, I'm not going to say no, but, like, all right. it's I'm like, uh, that card was definitely one of the standouts for this set for um, Priest. So, it's like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'll take it. <laughs> I think they either lower the mana to three and make it a three mana two four, or they raise the attack to three and make it a four mana three four. That's my guess. I can okay. see that. Um, and then our next guy for priest is High Cultist Basilef. I always feel like I don't get that right. We're just going to roll with it, though. Battlecry, yep. resurrect all friendly undead that died this game. Why? And it's not showing me the last line. Hold on. Um, this turn. Died last after your last turn. Died yeah. after your last turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think... You, we obviously know what my buff's gonna be. Just take off that last line. Resurrect all friendly undead. Just all of them. That died this game. Yep. I I I would love that. I think that's what this should be. Honestly, like the whole undead that died after your last turn thing is just sad. It's just, just like let's be. It's, it's just, very sad. It's just a sad sad like meek little effect like on all of the cards that it's a part of and yeah if, if this said resurrect all friendly undead that died this game or that you know all friendly undead that have died yes yeah let's let's mm -hmm. do it i would absolutely love that whack that puppy up to 10 i mean um honestly like so i wanted to like the you know, that died since your last turn because it like felt a little bit chaotic and I obviously like live for that chaos, but it's not chaotic in a fun way. It's chaotic in a like, okay, this most of the time sucks way. So and that's yeah, not a fun, it, yeah. That's not fun it, it's, chaos. <laughs> it's the it's the very sad chaos that's like, did I even have an undead that died? <laughs> 
yeah. you're like i think there was one and then you play it and you're like oh just kidding there was nothing that that was <laughs> terrible uh, well it it is a card you can in fact play it <laughs> yeah all right True, i'd love so to talk about these warlock ones if you if you don't mind yeah go for it i'm excited for these all right so yeah there's two uh warlock cards that are being changed or being buffed specify uh the first one infantry reanimator it's a six mana four four battle cry resurrect a friendly undead give it reborn um so both this one and the next one that we're going to talk about uh i for like a solid almost week i think i played exclusively in undead death rattle <laughs> uh, warlock deck at the beginning of the expansion and i did okay with it i i, I did like a 50 to 55 percent win rate with you know just my homebrew which i think was pretty impressive this card and the next one that we're going to talk about are so much fun I, I would love to see this a little cheaper, though, because the six did feel pretty expensive. Yeah, pretty steep. Um, or if they're going to keep it like this, if you could pick which undead you you rezzed, that would mm -hmm. be, I mean, it probably would be really, yeah, like discover a friendly, yeah. you know, undead and summon mm -hmm. it or something like that would be amazing. I don't feel like they're going to do that, you know. I feel like they're going to lean towards just changing the the cost or something, but maybe the stats um, since it is a battle cry, but I don't know. I, I think this is a really cool card and I am really excited to see what they do with Warlock. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, the, the cost sounds like the most likely, I don't know what else you do with it. But I mean, I like your idea. Like, I think that's a cool, it would be a cool concept to do with it. So I'd love to see them do it just because it would be super interesting. Sparms? Uh, oh, are you, okay. I guess I, um, do you want me to go on to Warrior? Perfect. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. We no. still have one more. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah. No, I just, I agree. I think it'll be fun. Um, if like, I, I so badly want, um, Warlock to work out for me. So any way that it potentially could, because I'm bad at most Warlocks. So like, if they make something overpowerful, then I hop on that. And it's one of those ones that I just want to work so bad and have never gotten the hang of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, here's another one that I'm hoping will uh, sway you over to this type of deck mm -hmm. if uh, <laughs> if the if the buff is good here. The Darkon Drathir, the legendary 8-mana 6-6 six, six undead, has a lifesteal. At the end of your turn, deal 6 damage to the enemy hero. This card is freaking so much fun. Like, seriously, there's so many things that you can do with this because it's undead. Uh, it has that end-of-turn effect, so you're able to get that, you know, guaranteed once... And it has the lifesteal, so you deal the six to their face that they can't prevent at least the once at the end of your turn. You gain six life, and you have this body that they have to deal with now. And if they don't, you're just going to keep getting that effect. It's fantastic. I'm it's guessing... Oh. Oh, what's up? It looks powerful. So, like, you know, but yeah. I haven't seen it be played. 
I've I got hit with it at the beginning yeah. of expansion and haven't since. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. <laughs> That's, so what is like keeping yeah. it from being part of Well It's it's a couple of things, I think. I mean, for this card itself, like it's kind of expensive. And yeah. um the whole like just undead type of synergy in Warlock is slow. So for the majority of the meta so far, it has been pretty quick. And then even when, like like I said, I did fairly well with this kind of towards the beginning when I think the meta was a little slower because a lot of people, that was like before the Renathal change, right? So everybody was playing like slow Renathal decks. So you got to the point in the game where you could get this out, you know, and do your mm -hmm. cool undead, like, you know, resurrect synergies and stuff. But it's too fair. In terms of like it's not like a six six body on turn eight is not that great when you have other decks that are like doing turn six ten tens you know or whatever yeah. so like it's it's a little slow in that sense um, it doesn't impact the board like the board itself immediately like it doesn't have rush it doesn't have taunt anything like that um, so it, it kind of has all that working for like against it I guess. Um, okay. And, and Warlock just hasn't felt, you know, it, it's felt too fair, really. Um, it's the same problem that Paladin has kind of had, or at least like Dragon Paladin. Um, I, I feel like they'll probably just lower the cost of this, but maybe they'll make it like a 7-7 seven, seven or something. Okay. I don't know. Um. Oh, you're muted. God, I keep doing that. And I feel like that one could go all a few different ways. So I'm very interested to see which way it is. Okay. So yes, now Smarms, do you want to go into the next class? Um, sure. Uh, so warrior, we have, Oh God. Asphodon, the grand shield. Sure. Battle cry, cast a copy of the last spell your opponent played. Um, this just doesn't, <laughs> This seems, once again, the bad chaos category. Like, maybe if you get something exceptional, it'd be worth having it around. But, like, it's never going to be your main component of play. It relies on way too many things. Uh, so it will be interesting to see, like, what change they're going to make to where they think it's going to be playable. Maybe if they change the card to Battle Cry, this card becomes playable. <laughs> I don't know. Like this is the same like kind of effect as like um Vanessa Van Cleef in uh Rogue, but infinitely worse because it's spell and Yep. You don't have a lot of control over that. Now, last card they play, you know, is a lot better because that's also a minion. That just, like, casts the last spell. So you won't get to pick a target. You won't get to pick anything. So there's no guarantee that even if it was something good, like, say, a Pyroblast, he could launch it at your face. Does not say, does not specify... You know, there's no guarantee, like, if, it, if it's, like, a minion control spell, that it just doesn't immediately hit you in the face. And, like, it's like, okay, that was fun. I feel like the only buff that they can do to this to actually make people play it is change it to 
cast a copy of the last card your opponent played. Like you said, I, I mm-hmm. think that is the only change that will make it playable. Do I don't think-, think this goes if they put it to two mana. If they buff it to like a three mana four four, still same effect. I don't think people play it. So I know they're not a fan of like changing the text too much. And so card makes a lot more sense. But what if it were to do something like uh, put a copy of the last spell your opponent played in your hand, it costs zero, which is kind of functionally the same, but with way more control. Um, I don't know, because it is, you're still playing that spell essentially for no cost, uh, but it gives you that control, like, you know, with Cat saying, it's not going to hit you in the face then, and... Um, but I feel like that's that is also like a clunky explanation of it. Not exactly uh, that, like neatly gonna fit too, on the card. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I don't think that's too clunky. I, like, I, I think we've had cards very similar to that. So I don't I don't think like the the text and the amount of text itself would be too much. And I I do think that that is a pretty similar suggestion. So I, I could see them actually doing something like that. I don't know if they will, but um. I think casting a copy of the last card that they played is probably more like uh, like less of a leap. Okay, yeah. But it's it's still, like, if you're choosing between those two options, feels like the quote-unquote safer, like more boring <laughs> leap. <laughs> well, there's already a precedence for it, so, you know. Yeah. Like, it would kind of be in line with things that are already done um yep uh so our next one is disruptive spellbreaker at the end of your turn uh your opponent discards a spell it's a five mana four five this once again you have to be playing against a certain opponent and even then I have a feeling it's just going to go down to four mana. And then it'll be a lot more, like, as a tech card, it will be, um, I feel, a lot more viable at that point in time. Yeah, I agree. As much as I would like this to say your opponent discards a card, Mm -hmm. like the last one, it also doesn't really fit with, like, the theme of the card, right? Like, Mm -hmm. disruptive spellbreaker, and then it, like, discards a minion and be like, what? Does it make sense, like thematically? Yeah, I I think it'd be pretty reasonable to assume it's just going to go down in in uh, one mana. Okay. Our next one is a four mana spell, the last stand. Uh, draw a taunt minion, double its stats. Do we? This one I could see being viable just at a little bit cheaper. Yeah. So. I think I'm interested to see what they do with this one too um i think it probably goes down to like two mana in all honesty would be my guess because i was gonna say i think i would love to see it go down to two mana and then see how it feels and if it's too good then they could bump it back to three yeah but i don't i don't want to see them go put it to three and then like it still doesn't see play you know yeah yeah, i I don't feel like like two mana two mana is not far enough yeah so all right I'm with you. This is the only one that I have strong opinions about, and they are wrong for buffing this. It needs to be nerfed. It needs to be nerfed. I have used it, like, every time this hits me. It's it's too good. 
it's so strong um so it's uh seven mana uh remornia whatever living blade it's the mm -hmm. it starts out as a minion as a 410 and it says after this attacks equip it it's insane that is literally like that is so strong in my mind i will every time it's been used against me it's been incredibly strong i would love that to be uh the only thing i want changed on is i want that to have wind fury <laughs> i would love oh. i would love for that to have wind fury because it would get play if it had wind fury yeah i can see it but i also hate it so <laughs> that feels like the chaotic evil kind of buff <laughs> fury. Yeah. that would be pretty good i I feel like they probably just drop this one to six mana. Mm -hmm. Maybe they keep it at seven mana and they put it up to a five attack, but I suspect it'll probably go down to six mana. Mm -hmm. I was going to say with like how long um, it can be, you know, with that 10 health essentially, or like how many times you can use it. I feel like if they bump it up to five, that's, adding so much attack to it so um all right our last guy for warrior is nelly the great uh thresher yeah mm -hmm. uh seven uh mana colossal plus one battle cry discover three pirates to crew nelly's ship i remember the good old days when those pirates then cost one or something like obscenely Ooh. cheap Mm -hmm. uh that that was a fun time to play this card um and i haven't seen it since it got nerfed you know from i would love to see them just revert the nerf yeah like, that's what i want just yeah. revert the nerf let's go I'm, back let's do it i think so too i think it's it, the time where like warriors in such a bad place that like it needs it so i think reverting the nerf would be a very good thing right right now so yeah, yeah. I, I mean especially since i don't they're not changing um mr smite back to the cheaper cost right so if they're gonna keep mr smite as it is you know and not have it like cost one less or whatever like just i don't know just revert it just revert this i think it's fine the games go long enough you got renathal and stuff now mm -hmm. that even if there is uh smite pulled from this like i think it's totally fine but yeah, like you said, like and clearly Warrior needs the help. It has been really at the bottom of the like uh, rankings in terms of its popularity and its win rate for a long time now. And they have five cards here. We just talked about five Warrior cards. It's a lot. Yep. It's almost as many nerfs total is <laughs> how many Warrior cards are getting buffed. Yep. That feels, it feels appropriate, right? Like, it feels like Warrior, that is something that Warrior does need, so. Never see Warrior, mm -hmm. or at least I haven't in forever. I've seen some, like, attempts at, like, a control Warrior, so, like, I have seen it, but at the same point in time, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, why you don't want to run the Warrior, so. You we'll know what does see. feel good, though? What's that? 
I've, I, this is how I feel, like, looking at a couple of these. Like, the ding dong, glitch is dead. Yay, rogue and demon hunter are dying. Let's go. <laughs> Get them out of here. Like, mm -hmm. we, have, we have some nerfs, and half of the nerfs, or just over half, are rogue and demon hunter cards. And I, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, hope it's going to really I, shake things up. I am very excited about Shock Spitter getting nerfed again. Because busted, busted, yeah. busted, 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 busted. Yeah. Yeah. It's busted. So, I, I'm going to say we probably don't need to run through like exactly what these cards mm -hmm. are. We'll just read through the list here. The nerfed cards are for Rogue, the Wild Pond Knoll, the Rushing Minion, and the Location, Sinstone Graveyard. Uh, yeah. Demon Hunter, they're nerfing the Quest and Sinful Brand. For mm -hmm. Death Knight, they're uh, nerfing that one Frost Spell, Glacial Advance. Hunter, like you mentioned, is Shock Spitter. And then Neutral, they are nerfing Astalor. Uh, so it's pretty interesting looking at these. Because, uh, again, like like I was saying, like Rogue and Demon Hunter, especially at like the top, top end of Legends specifically, that's like all there is. Like... It is kind of ridiculous if you if you watch any streams, you look at stats like how popular Rogue and Demon Hunter are, like especially at those top levels. Like, holy crap! Mm -hmm. I've seen somewhere it's like forty to sixty percent of their games are against either one or both of those. Like each, you know, like thirty percent mm -hmm. Rogue, thirty percent Demon Hunter, and then like forty percent everything else it's like that's a lot of uh i guess like a monopoly on the meta <laughs> yeah very much so like it does not and it does not feel good to play against rogue right now it doesn't feel good to play against hunter right now because it just feels very minimal what you can do and then frost death knight they're just like okay i just get a bunch of my stuff in my hand and did i survive long enough and i just kill you from my hand in one foul swoop so and that glacial advance is definitely a big part of it so it'll be nice to uh see that come down a peg so i'm in i'm excited and we've gone way over <laughs> our normal yes we're, we're now we're not way over but we're getting pretty close at, because we had that long discussion so we we essentially had two main topics yeah exactly and, you know <laughs> good with it though i love it so yeah. i had a really good time i Our i just feel like i definitely wanted to talk about the esports stuff at least and kind of talk about that the difference so i'm glad we had that discussion and, and i'm glad we're you know we're all three back together again yes feels good okay adding in yeah we definitely started recording late because of that too so <laughs> yeah just a little bit <laughs> it's okay all right so dragon rider you want to read this week's poll question yes so we talked about all these changes and thank you smarms i had originally put uh nerfs and there was like wait there's way more buffs than nerfs uh so all of the changes collectively that we just talked about uh which classes are you looking forward to playing after these changes go into effect uh we kind of wanted to focus more on the classes that are getting buffed uh so we want to know 
Which class are you looking forward to playing the most after the changes? Is it Death Knights, the newest class that hasn't been as popular? Are you looking forward to Warlock? Or is are you looking forward to Warrior with all of those uh, buffs coming into play? Or is it something else? And please let us know what that is if you choose that. Uh, and, let us know. And next week you can hear us on... The, you can hear the results on next week's show. Where you can find us is on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 uh, Discord. And you can find myself on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat, K-A-T. And twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline cat, all one word. Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, Dragon Rider TCCG. And every week, chatting all things card games over at TCCG Roundtable. And Smarms, take us home. Okay, you can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at Send Me Your Arms, as well as the Blizzlet podcast. Woo! I was going to make sure you mentioned it, too, so... <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, and as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. And who would have thought that both Rogue and HS Esports were blowing up in the same week? Boom. Boom.